How did you want to start this? Um, welcome to the Mary, Tyler, and Moore show. <laughs> like yeah. that? Can we do that? Yeah. <laughs> welcome to the podcast where Mary, you. That's me. And Tyler, me, uh, brew a pot of coffee, which technically we didn't do that today, but normally we would. Yep. And we talk about shit. Uh, today, our coffee of choice is for me, I'm having a... Irish cream cold brew from Starbucks because oh. I'm a basic bitch. <laughs> what are you drinking over there? Um, I am also a Starbucks bitch. And wait, that's not what you said. That's not what I said. <laughs> Whatever. It's fine. This episode brought to you by Starbucks. I mean, not uh, necessarily. But. No, but um, I am drinking a uh, venti iced sugar-free vanilla latte with an extra shot and half and half. So Ooh, la la, yeah, Jesus. I, I know. Uh, the the more I have, uh, what five things on my label, and apparently the more that you get, the more basic you are. So <laughs> clearly, between the two of us, I'm the more basic. So bitch. if they were giving out basic badges, you would have the whole vest full of them. <laughs> Hashtag basic badges. <laughs> you oh my can god! Laugh into the microphone. That's <laughs> okay. Know. People want to be able to hear it. Oh, you do? You people want to hear me laugh? I don't think you do. Like, I don't. I think, like, if you heard me laugh in real life, it's. Oh, stop it. What? It, it's, it, it's, there's photographic evidence of me uh, laughing, and it, it just, it looks like I'm having a stroke, really, because, like, I, like, rear back, and I get T-Rex arms, and just, like, you know, open mouth agape like a predator, just, you know. <laughs> I, or I or, like a or there's the the silent seal where <laughs> you you'll clap your hands together and not yep. make a noise. Yep. It's the strangest thing I've ever seen. Oh. But it's amazing when you do that during <laughs> horror movies because I'll say a terrible thing and yep. it makes you laugh so hard. Oh, absolutely. I mean, okay, ladies and gentlemen, let's let's just be real. So my my husband, the illustrious Tyler Williams, who is now you know sipping his basic drink oh yeah oh yeah <laughs> he's he's the kind of person that during a horror movie will actually laugh at the thing so everyone in the theater is you know chick fingers and cringing and holding on to their significant others and my husband <laughs> without missing a beat will just bust out the biggest like gut belly laugh in the theater and people turn and look at him like that's what serial killers do yeah, I, I have a thing you do in fact have a thing it's it's excellent it's so great and, and, you know, it's funny because, I mean, going off completely off topic, um, drinking an iced coffee, right? It is, um, for those of you who don't know what the weather's like right now in Montana, it is below zero and has been for the last, I don't know, three days. It's absolute garbage. It is garbage. And now I'm looking outside my window and it is slowly starting to snow again, which you'd think that by now I've lived here my whole life that nah, it should be a thing that I expect. Um, still kind of comes out of nowhere. I'm like, yeah. why? Ugh. But you know what? It's also February, so. <laughs> yeah, we, if you aren't from our neck of the woods, it's actually been a very, very mild winter, mm -hmm. which for us is not very normal. No. Uh, but because of that, uh, Mother Nature is going, you know what? You had an okay, uh, Christmas. <laughs> And now I'm going to give you the shittiest spring that you're ever going to have. I'm about to body check you into spring. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's exactly how it's going. Oh, my God. It's <laughs> unbelievable. But, I mean, at you know, at this point, global warming's not a thing, right? So it's just we're going to go into a nuclear winter. Yeah. Yeah. It's totally not a thing. No, it's great. All, but, um, you know, let's, let's talk about controversial stuff on the very first yeah, episode of this podcast. ridiculous. It's fine. It's great. Um, so, Tyler, what do you want to talk about on our podcast today? What a, um, I mean, we... We already talked about our basic coffees because yeah, we're both true. Starbucks whores. Um, it's fine. That's a good question. Uh, how about um, what have you been watching recently? I know that uh, I think we were talking about The Vow because you. Oh. I watched a couple of those episodes with you. Man. Um, so, so a little backstory. Mary is a huge informative murder porn yes. diva. Huge. Uh, I 
I'm a fan. I'm not as much of a fan as Mary is, but I'll watch it. I do find cults very interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, and the specifically the Nexium one oh. uh, on HBO Max mm-hmm. called The Vow mm-hmm. uh, is actually very cool. Uh, so yeah, what are what are your hot thoughts on that? Hot thoughts. <laughs> well, i I started i I started really. I mean, I've always been kind of fascinated by cults and and um, just knowing very like basic things and hearing stories and doing that stuff. But yeah. my my friend Sabrina um got me hooked on a podcast uh, called Cults on the Podcast Network, which oh, is yeah, I uh, forgot about that. Yep, yeah. pretty much available on any podcast directory. So if you haven't gone and listened to their stuff, please go support them. They are an incredible group. Um, they've got a ton of original content, but I am um, that's where I started was on Cults. And um, so uh, the group Nexium um, was started by a man named Keith Ranieri. And he like the the vow, the way that they did this on HBO was so cool because like the first episode they started with, the, we're going to show you all the cool things about this group. And, and uh, like, I had like no real. Oh yeah. I forgot. It does kind of start as like the recruitment. Yep, part of it. Exactly. And I, I never really, like I knew a little bit about the cult, but I never really like dove deep into it. Cause there was a, there was a show on Hulu that was um, uh, cults and extreme beliefs. Oh, yeah. And that very first episode was about Nexium, but they only, touched like the surface of what this was so the first episode of this was all of the cool things that nexium would basically push to their people that they were trying to recruit into it yeah like it's a you know it's about getting over your fears and um you know like achieving your goals and like you know everything that people want in their life you know they want to get over their anxiety and all of their issues and nexium was like we have a way for you to do that and it was, I'm, I'm, of course, like, I'm, I, so I watch those kinds of documentaries when I'm working out because, you know, <laughs> that's the thing that I do. I mean, yeah. Oh, and wasn't there a whole thing where it was kind of like a self-help? 100%. Where you paid for seminars and stuff like that and yep. they got increasingly more and more fucked up as you got into it. Oh, absolutely. Their first, I think it was like the first three or five day retreat was $1,100 to yeah. go do this thing and then you got... But you came out of it with like, yeah, all of these tools that you could use for self-help. And then, but the further, so after that first episode, then they went further into, here's all the bad shit that's happening yeah. after you so join. So basically, um, me bringing it down to its basic level is it's Scientology 2.0. Um, I mean, kind so of So it's like, Scientology with more fucked up shit happening? Yeah, it's without the flying spaghetti monster. That is a completely different thing and completely valid. Thank you. Okay. Well, we're not going to get into flying spaghetti monsters today. I'm not an apostaparian, but I do know some people who are. An apostaparian. Oh, my God. I'm pretty sure that is the actual. In his noodly appendages. (laughs) But, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm such a nerd for that stuff. And. So yeah, I just I just finished that um, that docu series, and then I started watching the other one on HBO Max. I'll be gone in the dark. Oh yeah, um, I forgot we were watching. Yep, yeah, with Michelle McNamara. No, I think so. Is uh, it? It's Patton Oswalt. Patton Oswalt's uh, wife. wife. Uh, yeah, his his late wife. And yeah. um, so I started watching that. But I just I don't I don't know why I find it so fascinating because like <laughs> the very first episode of Cults on the Podcast Network talks about. Yeah. Charles Manson. Oh, I always Okay. Yeah. So for those of you who don't know me and none of you know me yet, and that's fine. Um I have Freudian slips all the time. I think we both do. We, I mean truly we do, but I mean you're you're ADD boy, so I mean it's that's true. it's technically like a thing that you should have. It's kind of medical. Yeah, it's fine. Um but I always say Marilyn Manson when I think Charles Manson. So I mean that's just that's good branding. I mean, I suppose. Like, I guess if you get them mixed up, it's fine. But, you know, Marilyn Manson just, you know, sings dark songs. And Charles Manson made people do dark shit. So. Yeah. He had a family. They, yeah. they were very close. He yeah. had people kill for him. Yeah. I mean, you know. Yeah, it's fine. And everything was, you know, based in sex. Everything's based in sex, isn't it? Like, it's kind just... Kind of. Well, it... there are some cults that I've been listening to on this on this podcast that aren't based in sex. But a lot of times, I mean, the whoever is the... 
you know, um, the leader of whatever cult it is will typically use sex or yeah. other things like that to control their people. Like the, um, yeah, the doc- it's, it's called the great motivator. Oh yes, indeed. I'm sorry. <laughs> the great motivator. But, um, Tyler and I actually watched, um, the, uh, technically it's, it's not really a docuseries, but it's a, um, it is based on um, the Branch Davidians, and it's called Waco on Netflix. Oh yeah! So if you haven't watched that, oh, go on Netflix man, and watch that. That is a cool miniseries. David Koresh. Oh my god! Yeah, man, that guy was Michael crazy. Shannon was absolutely amazing oh, in that. Man, he's so good. I just <laughs> that man, man can do no wrong. Michael to Shannon me. <laughs> is one of those actors that you just like. You watch him and you go, okay. So you go from being an FBI agent in Waco who kind of seems like he, I mean, because he's the good guy. So he's the he's the negotiator. Yeah, well, that's... and I guess uh, without changing topic uh, with Waco, what makes that such a great show is it actually shows both sides of the story. Mm-hmm. So it's not just the, um, the cult and it's not just the FBI part of it. Yep. You get to see both sides yep. and it it's not... 100% non-biased because it's obviously biased against the cops right. which again personally I don't care about but um it's it's not a journalistic approach it is definitely more less documentary more primetime television right well and that's it 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 totally like I think that's what I appreciated so much about it was the fact that like you really I mean, I don't know. I obviously can't speak for you, but for me, it really felt like because there were these two lenses that you were watching the story be told through, there were there were moments where you were kind of rooting for the Branch Davidians. Like there would oh, be moments yeah, where, like, 100%. they would be they they would, you know, they had genuine like human moments. And then, you know, David Koresh told them to kill people. And then David Koresh was like, well, I'm going to sleep with all the women because I'm the <laughs> voice of God and I have, you know, whatever. And Yeah, it's, it's just personally an unfortunate fact that, yes, they were technically a cult. If you do see what they were going through, they had no right to leverage that much control no. over those people. No. Both... In David's respect as the cult leader and the FBI using right. the tactics that they did. Right. Because they should not have used uh, tear gas in that environment no, because no, it not set even a that bit. place up like a tinderbox. Well, and the fact that it because that happened and everybody was crowded into one room, yeah. that's what ended up killing everybody was the fact that they locked themselves in. And then, yeah, they just, they burn the building down and... Yeah, inadvertently. They, yeah. They should not have done that. No, absolutely <laughs> they not. they should have known it was going to Absolutely happen. not. But that was, that's the other part of that that was so cool, telling it from the, the story of, you know, law enforcement. And you have, you know, Michael Shannon's character, who is the FBI negotiator, who's trying desperately to break through. Because, like, David Koresh had, I can't remember what the name of his best friend was, but he was the guy who was doing a lot of the negotiating on the side of the Branch Davidians. And, you know, all he's trying to do, he's like, just meet me in the middle. Just meet me in the middle, and I know that I can help you, but you have to let me do it. And then miscommunication happens and people assume that other things are happening and then all of a sudden all hell breaks loose and then they burn the building down and they killed what like 15 people like it was like oh, eight eight no, adults and seven lot. kids yeah, or whatever I like i can't remember the actual number but, right oh my god but it was a lot and there it's just a huge amount of casualties oh my gosh and it's just and that, they didn't actually fight them like that no they that's don't. the biggest takeaway from that is they were trying to be peaceful they did have a large armory, mm-hmm. but they barely used it against the people. Like, they were trying not to be on that level with the FBI, which, yep. again, I don't I don't uh, condone cults, <laughs> but I do So he's condone, clearly not going to join mine, which is fine. <laughs> I do condone people. So uh, <laughs> it's sad that they were seen as a cult and not as people. Right. Yeah, and it's the way that the the storytelling in Waco is um, like at the very last moment when you know when the tear gas started and all the things like the FBI was like, "Here's your last chance. 
otherwise we're coming and we're coming in guns blazing and yeah they had this armory but like unfortunately i'm pretty sure the story goes that law enforcement shot first oh yeah they they and definitely did i'm pretty that's sure. when they started opening fire when branch davidians armed up and started defending themselves which again i also technically don't condone cults because hmm, you know whatever but i just find them <laughs> fascinating so like yeah thinking about the the, the human aspect of it it's like okay well i'm going to defend myself on my property because you came at me yeah but you know then on the same you know on the other side of that coin well they were doing a bunch of stuff that probably wasn't you know legal or right well and by the time they got to that point we kind of skipped over the fact that uh oh did we just go from beginning to end without the big chunk in the middle the big thing that a lot of people may know but may not be thinking of Mm -hmm. is the fbi used um terror tactics Mm -hmm. with them so they definitely were treating them like terrorists yeah which is unfortunate because there were women and children and it was not a violent cult yeah bright what like bright lights 24 7 loud noises playing the most haunting things outside of that compound (sighs) yeah they were flashing lights all hours they were trying to mentally assert their dominance over these people yeah and yeah, it it was oh my god, it was so tragic. Yeah. It was it was a lot, but that's and as a 90s kid, I remember seeing that on the news. Sure. But I mean, of course you never know the context. You get to mm-hmm. see a building burning down and you don't understand what's going on. Yeah. And that's what fascinates me just as a random side note about you is that you remember things like that. <laughs> Cuz like, I don't know if I just if I just wasn't exposed to it enough or like, yeah, my parents watch the news all the time. Right. I mean, my parents did too, but like, you know, the, the thing that, the things that I remember are the things like, um, I mean the, obviously the very first thing that comes to mind is when, uh, is September 11. Like I remember. Oh yeah. That is burned in my mind. Right. <laughs> but I mean like there are other things that like, we'll talk about it and you'll say, oh yeah, like I, I remember this and I go, ah, uh, <laughs> why don't I remember that? Oh, <laughs> I promise I'm not that much older than you are. <laughs> well, I mean, granted, my brain works in a much different way than most people's. Does. I mean, this is very true. <laughs> this is 100% true. So my memory works uh, much differently. Like, I can't remember useful knowledge, but yeah, I can remember that kind of shit every day. <laughs> yeah, you asked this man uh, who directed a thing back in you know 1984 and you just give a vague description of what it is he'll tell you the name of the film he'll tell you who directed it he might even tell you an executive producer on the on the film it wasn't um, 1984 but i think you're thinking of paul verhoen and robocop <laughs> just like that boom ladies and gentlemen that is what that is right just there oh my god yeah what 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 none of you know about tyler williams uh, which you'll come to find out is uh, he's a beautiful cinephile. It's 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 excellent. Like seriously, it, I am. It's, it's to a gross amount. <laughs> I don't think it's a gross amount. I'm surrounded by so many beautiful people in my inner circle that that have these amazing ways to be able to to remember stuff like that. So like in our in our core group, we've got Tyler, who's the cinephile. And we've got our friend Errol Koch, who is an audiophile. So he um, also, here's a great moment to plug for his album out on Spotify and Apple oh, Music. Yeah. Uh, Zombies and Suits, if you have not, because uh, of course, why would you have known this? Because none of you know who we are, but that's fine. Um, <laughs> you may know. You, you I mean, may know. Who knows? Who knows? Um, but Zombies and Suits, uh, our friend Errol Koch um, has this beautiful album that's out now on Spotify and Apple Music. Um, please go out and listen to it. Oh, it's, it's so good. Oh, my God. And... Uh, just as like a, a little uh, pre-tease of it, I guess, is uh, don't go in expecting anything in particular. Yes. Because absolutely. it blends so many genres together mm-hmm. while also being like firmly in the B-movie category. Absolutely. So it's kind <laughs> of like it's pop. Well, I mean, it is called Hell Rock Dirge Pop. Yes. So that that's 100% what it is. It's yes. not a genre. No. It mixes everything together in this wonderful B-movie lens. And yes. it's so good. I mean, you've got songs on there. There's one. So my favorite, my anthem, 
uh, I Don't Give a Good Goddamn is oh, that's so good. my favorite song in the world. But, uh, I mean, there is a song on there called Horror Movie. and the first <laughs> that, that one's one of my favorites. Oh, definitely. my God. Well, okay, so Tyler also wants to make a music video for this particular yeah, we, song. we may or may not be in talks about doing we that. We may not already be just <laughs> filming it now. I mean, it's fine. Um, uh, I mean, not necessarily right now. Well, I, no, right as we're, as we're recording this podcast, I am holding a camera, <laughs> and Tyler's in a wig. It's crazy. Like, you should see what I'm seeing right now. Like, it's it's Farrah Fawcett. Like, it's incredible. I mean, I did have Fabio hair once. You did. <laughs> God. And I I promise if you ever try to grow it out again, I'll cut it off. Yeah. So anyway, <laughs> not talking about my hair. What were we talking about? <laughs> <laughs> well, we were talking about our core group and then I got off on a tangent about plugging for I an album. I think we got off on like five different we tangents. We did. We did. But in our <laughs> core group, we've got you as the cinephile. We've got Errol as the audiophile. Yeah. And then me randomly, I can just remember quotes from things. And so then I'll randomly quote something and yeah. these two will look at me and they're like, I don't know what that's from. So for someone who doesn't remember Waco, you have a photographic memory so if you do remember it you remember what you ate that day you remember the smell of the room you remember all of the numbers that were being said on uh whatever number game show that would be mm-hmm. i was gonna say jeopardy but i know intrinsically <laughs> that is wrong <laughs> what numbers game show are you i have no about? idea Oh, the lottery. That's what I meant. Oh, oh right. Oh, okay. You know, easy words. Yeah, excellent. I can't, I, I can't word good. It's fine. No one pays you to word good. It's great. That's true. I mean, <laughs> God. Yeah, this is, this is great. I, I love, I love us. We're great. Aren't we just great? I do too. <laughs> Um, okay. Well, that was, a, that was a great little stint for a minute about, uh, cults. So what else do we want to talk about? Cause I'm, yeah. apparently I just jump around and one thing leads to another well, thing, which goes to this thing. Do you, do you have any last thoughts on any of those things? Cause I know we kind of jumped between the vow and Waco and, yes. uh, Oh, uh, the Patton Oswald wife one. Um, I'll be gone in the dark. Yeah, so that one is the Golden State Killer. Yes. Which, uh, if you guys don't know who that is, uh, he, well, I'm pretty sure, yeah, no, it is a guy because mm-hmm. he was raping women. Yep. But, um, what are you saying? Women can't rape other women? I mean, I'm not saying that that's not a possibility. Are you not a feminist? Like, rude. I'm very much a feminist. Thank you. <laughs> Wrong, wrong. I mean, wrong lens to go through that because rape is wrong regardless. It is but wrong. But just saying, women can rape other women. Yeah. We are we were empowered and can. Anyway, back to we're what you were talking about. completely open-minded. Yes. No, it's fine. Uh, so, no. Yeah. He was, because um, I think they find, they found out who it was after. Yeah. Uh, he actually just, I think he just died in, they, he just. Mm. Yeah, because we haven't gotten that. I can't remember if he died in prison yet. or if he actually received the death penalty, but they they found they they yeah. were able to identify him because with she his DNA. Helped mm-hmm. track him down. Yeah, 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 I do remember that. So yeah, he um, was terrorizing. Uh, where was it? It wasn't L.A. It was was it Santa Monica? Uh, I thought it was San Diego. San Diego. Yeah. yeah so it was really south. Yeah. But um, it was in. California Mm -hmm. and it was like to the point that this person had not been caught Mm -mm. in what 40 years yeah something like that and uh because I remember our friend Sabrina is from California Mm -hmm. and she used to talk about that was something that they grew up with as a kid because she's from that area yep so yeah it's just crazy that god that was such a big thing for so long and I'm so glad that um, people like uh, God. What was her name? <laughs> Michelle McNamara. Yeah. Uh, um, where she literally was just like, I believe in this so much. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna do the research and I'm going to find out who did this. She was like, uh, uh, for lack of a better word, a knight in shining armor. Oh, absolutely. And uh, that she created this, like, through through that, that passion of wanting to figure out the thing, she then created this network of people who were also trying to figure out the thing. And yeah. then she just, she, like, that's what I love about the docuseries is that it's it's just, 
like you can see that she goes to like um resource after resource and then she finds like um you know just uh hello message boards <laughs> uh, right words words are not a thing uh message boards of people who are literally doing the same thing and then she's meeting with people and and like she did all of her own sleuthing but unfortunately it you know it ended up being her downfall was that yeah, she it definitely was she was so in the thing that it ended up like blinding her and i think unfortunately i think she died of a drug overdose because she would like yeah because she was on like adderall and and, but then she would do adderall and xanax and she would take uppers and downers and oh wow huge huge no no yeah just just unbelievably sad and then of course i didn't realize that it was Patton oswald's wife until you know we're watching it and then he shows up on camera and i'm like wait a minute what are you doing here (laughs) oh right yeah i just remember seeing all of that information on the periphery sure like i remember hearing about the golden state killer and uh all of that stuff and i remember that she was involved with it but i never realized how like completely entrenched in that she was right she was the reason why he yeah. was found. Yeah. She wrote a book about it. Yep. Like she did all of the investigative reporting and yeah. all of that stuff on it, and it was just crazy. Yeah, it was unbelievable. And it like she had a like she had a blog going and like yeah. Oh, and she's absolutely not a law enforcement. Person. No, she so just so nope. it was crazy that she was able to put together more in yeah. her free time. It was crazy. <laughs> than, uh, you know. Uh, several different yeah. police officers well, forgot, over like, she... <laughs> 30 or no 40 to 50 yeah. years <laughs> well and i mean she had no free time like that was the thing like she devoted her entire life to doing that oh that's very true i mean i for god's sakes like i don't i barely have free time to do most things you know like pick up my phone and <laughs> look at you know and research something on google let alone spend hours and days and weeks and months just doing research for one thing like i yeah i get, well, I I mean, get bored <laughs> uh and on my side of the spectrum like i oh you're uh, on the spectrum now <laughs> hey now we're i thought we were keeping this above the board oh i'm sorry <laughs> you said the word spectrum like what what do you expect me to do with that uh, so what i uh do would be i can't focus on any one thing at all and the only research that i do is you know finding game guides and mm-hmm. stuff like that because that's all i do <laughs> hi ty the gamer guy <laughs> that's true yeah I, I do oh yes we're a 420 friendly channel just in case anybody needed to know that i mean montana is also 420 friendly now finally oh okay we're getting there we still can't go into a head shop and buy something until january of 2022 yeah i know but at least it's legal now. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah, you're not going to get popped for it if you get pulled <laughs> over by the police. How many P's can I use in that sentence? Jesus Christ. Sorry, what? <laughs> That's too many P's. Alliteration is a fun <laughs> word to say. Is it? Are you yeah. are you proud with what you just said? No, there? I'm not. Even slightly. Okay. <laughs> not even a little bit. Yeah, so I was going to say on your face, I could see that you were not okay with that. <laughs> Man, if only you guys could see what we're seeing right I now. Know, this right? is just, I mean, from humble <laughs> beginnings, like it's, you know, again, thanks to Rockville Audio for sponsoring this first podcast. They didn't sponsor it at uh, all. Not necessarily. No. We are using their audio equipment. Yes, we are using their audio equipment today. <laughs> but what's what's funny about this is, you know, again, th- this is just random coffee talk, which I find very funny. Yeah, but basically. I'm, I mean, I'm hoping people will actually listen to it because like it's, I, I think we're kind of fun. I think it's interesting. I think we're Granted, fun. Granted, I am a little biased. But... Uh, only a little bit. Um, but we're, I mean, this this setup right now is so funny because every time we talk and we're moving like we're bumping the the trays that we're yeah, using we, we but... are using tv trays yep and i'm using some nest audio boxes yeah and i've got uh, <laughs> this sale that i've got my <laughs> microphone on um which uh also if you haven't i'm going to take another moment to plug for another thing so our friend errol koch is also in a uh, improv group called improv mining company oh yeah. Improv Mining Co. Co. dot com. Yes, so they also have a podcast that's out now on all of your favorite podcast directories: Spotify, Google, Stitcher, Apple Podcast. Uh, I don't think it's on Google yet. No, it's not. But I just said I Google because use, you do uh, Spotify. <laughs> you do Spotify. <laughs> um, but it is called the Improvised Book Club, and it is and it. What my watch keeps buzzing. 
Um, we, I don't know what's Focus. happening. Yeah, I can't. Um, but it is the called the Improvised Book Club, and it is an incredible podcast. This group of um, comedians gets together, and they will smash book titles together um, of things that they're reading, and then they will improv oh, scenes and from it's the book. Absolutely hysterical! Oh my god, you guys! If you have not done it, seriously, your ear holes will thank you. It is so funny. Um, the the very first one was uh, "Killing the Living River." I think was the first one that I they think did. That so. was. Uh, well, technically, that wasn't the first one. Oh, right. Okay, yes. There the, was Podcast hmm. Zero. Podcast Ground Zero. Or Ground Zero. Whatever <laughs> it was. It's one that we can never hear. No, because never, ever. it was so garbage. It was so bad. <laughs> oh, boy. It was clowns and Which, 9-11. And Hank, don't give it away. I mean, I'm okay. Well, we were never going to hear it. So, like, why Why wouldn't I... We don't even know if that's true. Okay, this might be all hearsay. Fucking with us. I mean, it's a hundred (laughs) percent probably. We're now going to have to put the e on this for you know explicit because Tyler keeps dropping the word fuck. Oh, I don't care. Nobody cares. (laughs) This is the internet. Welcome. (laughs) Wow, that was excellent. Sorry, did I not tell you that? But no, I I am I'm not used to this thing called the internet. I don't know what this is. This is new territory for me. Boom! Welcome to the Thunderdome, bitch. Like I'm just I'm I'm imagining you as Dane Cook with a giant old knife, just telling me, "Welcome to the Thunderdome." That's a very very dated waiting reference. Shut up! It's a great <laughs> reference. Don't judge me. I was a waitress for four years of my life. Which okay, is, I think probably the only reason why you've ever seen that movie. Shut up! Maybe <laughs> don't judge me. I might have seen it. I loved it because it had all of my favorite people in it. Well, but. yeah, but I mean, we like I did. I watch. Mm. I feel like I did. It's it's like a rite of passage, especially if you worked at a place like Applebee's. Yes. Because it's definitely. Shenanigans. It's totally making fun of Applebee's. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> down to the tchotchkes on the walls, man. <laughs> they don't have tchotchkes anymore. I know. They totally gentrified all the things and I just know. got rid of it. Which, I mean, is probably for the best because having to dust all that shit was stupid hated it it was dumb <laughs> that was part of your side work because you had to dust literally on the thing it would say dust the tchotchkes Ugh. like that's a terrible band name I, did Why they would... also have a number of flair that you had to wear <laughs> luckily we'll, we'll bring up a little office space oh yeah well. let's do office space why not <laughs> um no we didn't have the flair because you had so like when we had um our our aprons like you could only ever have like you know the front pocket was always like for your for your <clears throat> god excuse me um for your serving book and uh then um the flare was really pens like you could you had oh, people who like yeah. would stuff like four or five pens like at the Chili's? front chilies um, had the flare yep. yeah applebee's did not so but it, it became a war of like who had the best pen and then if you had a customer who tried to take your <laughs> pen you fucking thunderdome their ass and you just tackled them like leaving the restaurant going bitch that is my ballpoint you will give that back to me you can have this shitty pen yeah like you don't get to take my good one well, i was definitely like that when i worked at target too oh you because... you had it clipped into your shirt yeah like... that's because nobody touched my pen well yeah because nobody came up close enough to pull it well, out of your that, shirt <laughs> i if nobody and you probably wouldn't know this about me but i am also a germaphobe so i learned very early on working around people is if they touched your pen and they were nasty, you were probably going to get something. And when you work at Target, you don't have good enough insurance to be sick. Hey, so uh, let's not get Target out after us for this very first thing. Uh, Target's an excellent corporation and we have nothing bad to say about them. I will say that <laughs> if I had the option, I would probably go back because I did love working there. It, it, that's actually, I mean, for ladies and gentlemen, for those of you who don't know, uh, that's not where we met. But Tyler and I did, um, we worked together yes, at Target we, for. We did uh, uh, work the Red and Khaki Army. We together. did. We were part of the Red and Khaki Army for a number of years. And it was, I mean, it was great. Like, I I mean, some of my some of my greatest <laughs> memories, I, I truly think, were when um, cause I, I worked in the, the back room of Target when Tyler was working in the, in electronics and yeah, obviously um, the nerd was working in electronics. Weird, right? <laughs> the nerd working in electronics. What? <clears throat> but, um, being in the back room was, was great because nobody saw you. And so like, I would, God, I miss those days. I know. 
but um just having my music going in my pocket and i would just have like all different kinds of oh yeah i'd have a playlist that would just go and like a fallout boy was usually on that and yeah. um but just you know being able to blur that out and then running up and down ladders that was the skinniest i ever was i feel like working at target but agreed but then Me it too. would be like then it would the the tur- the flip side of that would be you know you'd have to work on gray thursday thanksgiving for those of you who are lay people Ugh. and black friday and you would have to but but I, you know, of course, now in the pandemic, like, uh, Black Friday wasn't a thing. I'm so glad that it was all online (laughs) because if you've never had to work it, it is probably the worst day ever. It's that and the week before Christmas are probably the absolute worst times to work in retail. Because you have Ever. all the chodes that that forgot to get their <laughs> girlfriend something for Christmas, and they're about to go to her parents' house, and they don't want to show up empty-handed. So, like, they come trolling the Hallmark card section, which is completely picked clean. Yeah. And they're looking around going, fuck, I get the Snoopy card or I get the religious card. I don't know if she's religious, and I don't want to assume. But Snoopy is like, uh-huh, I'm making fun of our relationship. Like, here's a funny card. Like, mm. <laughs> There's no greater image than... Like six thirty because they close at seven on on Christmas, uh, Christmas Eve. Eve. Yes, sir. Six thirty. The mass of husbands, oh god, and boyfriends <laughs> who go through the aisles picking out as much as they can. Yeah, buddy. To hastily wrap before Christmas Day, and by hastily wrap we mean throw in a bag and just. I I have never been told to fuck myself harder. <laughs> <laughs> then by someone looking to buy an iPad on Christmas Eve, oh. the because that was back when the new iPads were coming out around yep. Thanksgiving time. Yep. So obviously the you know the Helena Montana Target does not have any of them in stock. Well, no, because everybody else has bought them out, and you're trying to buy it the week before Christmas. Like, what are yeah, you doing? People were absolutely high. Oh my! <laughs> not that that's a bad thing. <laughs> But like stupid high. <laughs> yeah, we we were not high on any any sort of recreational narcotic, which would have made it fun. No, we're we're talking about air duster highs, <laughs> like flip your car and hit a building high, <laughs> which is also a story that I can go into, but I'm not going to. Um, we'll just say you have to be 18 to buy air duster for a reason. <laughs> Um, but that, okay. So are we thinking of the same story then flipping your car into a building? Are we thinking of the same thing? Oh, there are several that I could talk about. Okay. Duster. Oh, okay. Well this, I mean, okay. Well, we're, we are going to tangent for a moment though, because I do want to <laughs> share this story. Um, what, but what it, story? it is, um, one of the things that I remember from childhood, which randomly I don't remember why, but I don't, I don't think it has anything to do with air duster, but, um, oh there God. was, there was though a, um, uh, when I was, it had to have been middle school, I think, but like we were, um, driving up, uh, one of the streets in Helena and we like all the traffic has stopped and like there, there are cop cars and there are, there's a fire truck and an ambulance and like, but I can't see what's happening. But my mother who's in the driver's seat absolutely knows what's going on. Cause she can see all the things. And I'm in the back, uh, the back seat of our, you know, 1994 Dodge Caravan, uh, which was <laughs> plug, plug. <laughs> was the first car I ever drove. <laughs> God. Rolling in a Dodge Caravan. Yeah, I was the hot bitch that rolled up in a bright blue 1994 Dodge Caravan. Oh, my panties are wet. Oh my god, you mm, <laughs> woof. Okay, but this was of course before I could drive, and so mom's driving, and uh, we, I, I'm not, I'm totally oblivious. Like I am, so I am the last, especially even now. Like I am the last person to notice something. So like Tyler will have to move my head to look at a thing and go, "Hey, look, that's what I'm looking at," and I'm like. <laughs> I still don't see what you're saying, but we yeah, ADD boy is the observant. Oh, one. bam. I mean, he'll figure it out, but I'm looking around trying to figure out what's going on. Apparently a car had was coming up. So like we had approached the accident like minutes after it happened, but this car had was coming in, uh, like was in our lane. So we're on, um, so again, we're in Helena. So a uh, Custer Avenue, right. And driving past McDonald's, yeah. but it had the, something had happened to the driver. They'd either had an aneurysm, a stroke, something where they had lost complete control of themselves. Oh, and yeah, they had I do remember that slammed story. on the accelerator, but they had jumped over the median 
had crossed two lanes of oncoming traffic and flipped their car straight like ass over tea kettle, like very Christopher Nolan yeah. style. Uh, so I, I get, <clears throat> I'm starting to see how this relates to that story. This flipping is not a car in duster, really. <laughs> no, it's not, but it's flipping a car into a building. Yeah, okay. But it was the first sense. time I had ever seen a car like gone ass over tea kettle, like straight up into a building. Yeah. And it had gone into um Oh my God! What building was that? Um, it well, it is. I mean, it's CVS now, but it was Hastings at the time before Hastings had moved over to um, be by Target. Um, so it was. I mean, it. Oh, w- down there. Yeah. Next to Applebee's. Yeah. We're bringing it all around. We're, see, it comes back to Applebee's. <laughs> see, I put. You don't know where I'm going, and you don't know how it's going to connect. But hey, look, I've pulled the pieces yeah, all together. So if you haven't noticed by now, we're both ramblers. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> we, we get off on tangents very easily. We do, but hopefully this is actually something compelling that people will listen to because I like telling I'm stories. I'm having fun. I'm having fun too. <laughs> this is delightful, and my copy's also gone. But at least Aww. it stopped snowing no it didn't yes it did i don't know it's trying i mean it's kind of hard to tell i don't really care it's fine we're inside it's warm yeah uh it's oh it's one degree above zero outside oh my god it's a goddamn heat wave coming for a heat wave better go get my bikini on (laughs) oh You've got a bikini. We're learning new things today. Well, I mean, I guess it's more of like a Zardoz red mankini. <laughs> wow. I just think Borat. Like, you've got this thing that's like yeah, strapped so over your shoulders. If you've seen Borat, you've seen the sexy Sean Connery Zardoz picture. God damn it. <laughs> I have not it's, seen Borat, but I know the reference. Yeah. Uh, by the way, one of the greatest <laughs> comedies ever made... And if you don't agree, that's fine. I don't agree. I know. <laughs> I I I understand I watch garbage and I I appreciate that. Maybe one day we will make purveyors of fine trash. Um no, you that was actually what I was just about to say. You will make purveyors of fine trash because now that we have this business, we just have to get Faye to come over and you and Faye are gonna talk about all the things. That's true, because we both I'm like so to excited. revel in the garbage together. Sleepaway camp too. Oh yeah, that's and true. And which nightmare on Elm Street? Nightmare on Elm Street two. Two. Obviously the second one is always the worst <laughs> of any movie series. But I have a different take on Nightmare 2 now. So, oh, do you? What's, I do. What's the I take? I don't want to talk about it because oh, I'm going to save it for that podcast. Fine, 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 fine. <laughs> like, I get it. Whatever. It's fine. Maybe we're one day f- that'll happen. Yes. I, what do you mean one day? Like, I mean, we're doing it right now. Yeah, I know. Like, it's great. We just have to get Faye over here. Yeah, that's true. Give her a call. Oh, she's working. Shit. Always working. I know. That's that, the problem. That bitch always works. <laughs> but let's, okay. So let's, this, the, uh, maybe this is how we'll end. I don't know. We can go, we can go on forever. Like, this is great. Yeah, I mean, we're at almost 45 minutes. <laughs> hey, that's a typical length for a podcast yeah, episode, which is about. great. Um, but I mean, no one's stopping us. You're right. I'm the one in control. You're right. And we're also in, <laughs> whoa. All right. Don't laugh like that because now my panties are wet. Ew. Um, but Sometimes I can do the baritone. Oh, my God. Especially when you get sick. Like, you, But I'm not sick now. I know. But that's what I'm saying. When you get sick, your baritone's real nice. Yeah, that's very true. <laughs> As you can tell, we've been married for a while. Yes. Oh, my God. So many years. And we've known each other for quite a long time. Um, but last night, uh, speaking of, of Faye and always working and doing the things, our wonderful core group got together last night and, uh, played this excellent, excellent role-playing game called Monster Hearts. Oh my God. It was so much fun. It was literally like, it's, um, I'm not usually someone who likes to do tabletop mm -mm. RPGs. You got into it last night. You totally did. Okay, one of my guilty pleasures is watching things like Skins or Riverdale Mm -hmm. or any of those just trashy uh, Hemlock Grove. Yeah, Hemlock Grove. All the trashy teen TV. Yes. (laughs) Skins. I miss Skins. That show is great. But I was actually thinking about this in the car uh, because we or we played that last night. You, if you watch Skins, like which I recommend very highly, if you loved or even hated high school, it was a show made by very early 20-year-olds yes. in the UK, mm-hmm. and it had a very cool cast of people, like one of the most prominent English actors now, Nicholas Holt, was yep. one of the first people 100. in 100. And uh, it's kind of like Degrassi, but 
harder. Yes. It's like Degrassi on speed. <laughs> yeah, that, that's the best way to put it, because everybody <laughs> is sucking and fucking and taking drugs. Ooh. <laughs> but uh, I, I was going to say, if you are going to watch it, you cannot watch the Netflix version of it. No. Because they don't have any of the rights that the original show had. So all of the music is different. Yeah. And as someone who loves this deeply, you cannot watch that version of it because it doesn't have the same emotional points. Mm-hmm. Like they picked very specific songs of that time. And the editing is very specific for those, excuse me, those songs. Mm-hmm. Like you cannot watch it with uh herp derp 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 that's how it sounds to me that is it's so bad the music in tyler's brain goes herp derp derp wow yeah it and it's very apparent on the very first episode because that's exactly how it starts is uh tony waking up and listening to oh shit i can't even remember what song is rut row uh but it it hits so perfectly of how what kind of person he is it's a tone setter and if you don't have the right song it fucks it up exactly so i believe that you can probably i got the uk version uh but if you can uh use a vpn and watch the uk version on um one of their streaming networks probably netflix i'm Mm -hmm. sure it's on there sure uh but if you can watch that version of it so much better yeah it's it's all it's like the 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 u.s version of being human versus the uk version of being human well in the u.s version i mean there is a u.s version of skins mtv did one right just like being human right yeah no i'm talking about like they just changed the uk version right but that's what i'm saying it's like you know the the u.s just changes everything that we get and we fuck it up it's terrible music licensing is absolute garbage it's terrible <laughs> but um that it, it, when we played this game last night we oh um, yeah we were talking about something we, no we were no and but it's no it's great because it's coming back around yeah. so um again our friend Errol Koch who is our audiophile would insert music into uh this game that we were playing oh yeah and it was every piece of music was such a great tone setter and it was but it, it's really great for me as an actor because like of course during the pandemic I'm sure a lot of artists are feeling this right now that we can't get together and create and if we are creating then we have to do it in a version like this where it's you know the two of us that have been cohabitating for you know 15 years of our lives yeah we we can do this fine but we can't go be in a theater with 500 people and do the shows that we are dying to do we can't go film the movies that we want to do because we can't be on sets with people you know more than 10 people at a time but um doing that with this group it was it was five of us last night and it was just it was so great because the the idea of the game is not it's not a combat based game so it's not like most other rpgs where like you have to roll for initiative and like do yeah, all the and things it doesn't have a ton of systems like no it it's very basic yeah it rolls with like four systems and like but it's all about these kids in high school but every kid has a monster within that through the episodes we learn we figure out who the monsters are and how they interact and but like it's it's uh the book itself says it's a queer game because your gender can be fluid your identity can be fluid your sexuality is fluid was 100 percent a pansexual oh my god okay tyler (laughs) fucked a werewolf like let's be realistic it happened it was fine yeah i i we will put it this way i was playing the mortal, which mm-hmm. the whole point is to be that awkward, sexy you person. Dirty slut. Who <laughs> is very easy to sleep with. And unfortunately, <laughs> I made the mistake of having a boyfriend and mm-hmm. fucking someone else. Yeah. And because she's a werewolf, yep. she almost killed me. Yeah. <laughs> but we ended the episode right before it happened. So now we have no idea what's going to happen. And hopefully next week we're going to get together and we're going to figure out oh, what that is. I hope so. But that comes back into that's one of the ways that we're trying to create during this pandemic is we're doing that together as a group, but we're not really yeah. producing it. We're doing this because, you know, I mean, I know that everybody has a podcast but like 
I just, I, I love being able to just sit down and create a thing because I'm a photographer on the side. And so I love being yeah. a photographer and I love doing that. But like, we're also, our core group is creating this thing called Metal Lark, which hopefully will be oh, coming yeah. out in the next couple weeks. That. Tyler's going to be the director of this, of this thing. And it's going to be incredible because it's based on the loosely based on on the game werewolf um or uh one night with a werewolf or yeah it, it's kind whatever of the name is. it's very loose because yeah. there will be a killer but i guess the best way to describe it is it's um a mumblecore base which is just mm-hmm. uh we aren't writing any of it nope we are coming up with characters like every person is going to write their own character yep and uh we're going to basically let everybody improvise into every scene. Yep. So none of the scenes will be scripted. It's just going to be a very free flowing kind of experience yep. where it's the best way to describe it is if the game werewolf took place in the town of Twin Peaks. Yes. <laughs> So there's going to be a lot of strange characters. There's going to be a lot of weird shit happening. Mm-hmm. But um, it's uh, going to be something very different. And I can't even think of anything out there right now that's even doing something like this. So thinking of that as as the director of our show, what um, some kind of closing thoughts. Um, what is, what's one thing that you're really looking forward to uh, in coming in from pre-production into um starting the film honestly i am loving how everybody um since we've done a couple rehearsals now um where we haven't been using the characters i'm really interested to see where those characters are gonna come from because we've kind of talked about it but we've kept it pretty basic Mm -hmm. and i'm really interested to see that part of it and I'm also interested to see what storylines people start writing because it's going to make my job very interesting <laughs> to kind of guide that along without actually writing anything. And I've never done that before, so I'm kind of interested to see where that is. It's going to be an excellent challenge, I think, for everybody. Yeah. Well, that was amazing and successful, I feel. Holy shit, that's almost an hour. I I think that's great. And I'm sure you're probably going to cut out some things because, you know, I mean, that's... It all stays. Whoa. Okay. (laughs) Well, this has been uh, Coffee Talk with Mary Tyler Moore. Nope, that's not the name of this. What are we calling this? Uh, Mary Tyler and Moore. And Moore. A... The subtitle is, we brew a pot and talk about shit. We brew a pot and we talk about (laughs) shit. Well, I'm going to clink your empty glass here. Well, you know that's bad luck. Uh, Well... No, I got a little bit left. It's a little bit. Well, we won't drink in the microphones because we do have people who will probably be listening who will go homicidal yeah, if they true. hear any sort of chewing, drinking, smacking, all the things. <laughs> um, but if you stayed with us this far, yay, that's exciting. Thank you so much for yeah. listening. And uh, we haven't really talked about how long we're going to... I mean, not long. I mean... Oh, God. I mean, <laughs> I'm oh, just, boy. I'm losing myself right now. He's just so excited uh, about I, it. We don't know what our release schedule is going to be. Mm-hmm. I think we're just going to get together and we're going to do these whenever we can. So. I, I'm hoping that, you know, if this is, if all things go well, this might hopefully be maybe like a weekly thing that we do. I think so. Or maybe we'll start with a bi-weekly thing. But yeah. we're, let's just see how many people decide yeah. that they want to sit and listen to us talk for I mean, an hour. It's going to be easy because it's not like we don't live in the same house yeah. and this Weird. is being recorded in our spare bedroom yeah, it's not like we have the same you know schedule or anything <laughs> but uh this has been great i love doing this with you i think this is incredible and i hope that you guys thought it was incredible too um again we're gonna plug real fast for all the things uh zombies and suits out now on yeah. uh spotify and um apple music uh the album is called hell rock dirge pop um improvise uh, improvised book club brought to you by the improv mining company and the heath yeah. Uh, follow them online at improvminingcoco.com. And uh, Meadowlark is going to be being released by The Heath as well. Yes. And uh, the I believe the website for that is theheathhelena.com, correct? I believe so. Okay. Um, but I'll, I'll put it in the show notes. Fabulous. You can find us on Facebook. Um, follow us and uh, we'll see you next time on Mary Tyler and more. We brew a pot of coffee and we talk about shit. Yeah. And I mean... We haven't created any social media yet, but if we do, I'll put it in the show notes as well Hell so you can yes. find us. Have an excellent Sunday. 
Let's see what this week brings. Enjoy your coffee. You too.